think all the time. Good thing I'm always right. <laughs> Thank goodness I'm never right. Thank goodness. So today's, today's talk, it's called Thought is Mind in Action. And our ancestor of new thought that I got that quote from is from Annie Ricks Millets. Now, I didn't hear a lot about her. She was a minister in Clearwater, actually, where I, I learned about Annie Ricks Millets. And so I wanted to include her in our series. Annie Ricks Millets lived from 1856 to 1924, and she, just like so many that we have spoken of in the past several months, was a student of Emma Curtis Hopkins. In fact, Annie and the Fillmores were ordained the same time by Emma Curtis Hopkins in the Chicago School of Meta College of Metaphysics, Chicago Metaphysical College, it was called. Uh, Miss, Mrs. Millets was a school teacher in San Francisco. And after a class with uh, Mrs. Mrs. Hopkins, she left school teaching and joined with, oh, I should mention, during her study with Emma Curtis Hopkins, she was healed of deafness of one ear to deafness and uh, and after the third day of the class she told her sister that uh, this was going to be her life's work she had her healing and said okay this is it this is it for me i now have a function i know that healing is a possibility and i must i must pass that along it's same with vipassana quite frankly with that Goenka. He had a healing of migraines through this form of meditation, and it got him off the, the morphine addiction he was developing. And so people have healings, and they realize, oh, I must pass this along. I, something that occurred to me this morning that I think is very important to know, and let this be your understanding for the rest of your life. Unity and other new thought branches it's, all, it's all, so much about manifestation. You know, we have, we have our prosperity teachers and, and, they, and, and you can manifest your house and you can manifest your mate and you can manifest your money. You can manifest your, your health. You can manifest whatever you want on the physical level. But most of us forget the reason for this. It isn't for the thing. It is to prove the power of God within us. That is the whole reason for manifestation, is to prove that there is the power to manifest. It is the power that is vital to our emotional and spiritual and intellectual understanding. It is not the thing itself, because how many of us have manifested something and we thought we'd use the same ploy to manifest again, and then we didn't. I think, I, well, I got this down now. I know the right incantation to manifest, and then I don't. And so I, uh, I have to be careful of that. With I wonder what wonderful surprises God has in store for us today, that I'm not trying to get something. What I want to witness is the power. The power is everything. God is power itself. And it is knowing, oh, there is power within me. And that is my strength. That knowing that power within me and the power within all beings. Everybody, every one of us are very powerful manifestors. And some people, well, I don't really feel like that. I don't care if you feel like that or not. You are. Trust me. 
You're very powerful. Do you have clothes on today? You manifested clothing that you take for granted. Did you have a street you drove down today? You manifested a street. You're very powerful. Did you, you know what, did you manifest food today? Did What did you manifest today? You're very powerful. And it's all that stuff we manifest over and over again that we take for granted. Well, yeah, what's the big deal on that? And then there's something we really want and we can't seem to access it. And we say, see, there's no power in me. Yeah, see, I can't do that. Everything I want, I really want, I can't get. Yeah, I can get all this other stuff, but I can't get that. And it's like, mm, you can. You can, but not as long as you're affirming you can't. But the point is not to get it. The point is to know the power that makes it. The power not only that makes it, that has already made it. And that power lives in each and every one of us. And, I, and uh, if we're going to live happy and joy, happily, joyously, and, and with a freedom for ourselves, we, we really need to acknowledge that. There is power in me that I have not yet realized in my conscious mind. There is power in me that I have not yet admitted to. There is power in me, and it lies in my thoughts. Do you know how many things I have thrown in the proverbial trash by my thought that I can't have it? Of course not. It's infinite. There's so much that I haven't brought forth from the invisible into the visible because of a rotten attitude because of a disbelieving attitude. No, that's not true. It's not disbelieving. It's a belief that I can't have it. It's sitting right here on the shelf, but I keep telling myself I can't have it. Well, yeah, I know I can have that, but I can't have that. Well, yeah, I can have that, but I can't have that. And I can. I can, except that's not the important part. It's What's the power that brings this about? And what's the power that brings that about? Now, I, some of you, I think, could tell me how a car works. The power that makes a car run. I, I, you know, a couple of you in this room, I think, could tell me that. I don't know if you could yet tell me how an airplane <laughs> is built to run. And... Uh, I was, I was listening to Louis C.K. the other day, and he, he was talking about people who complain, you know, about airplanes that are late. You know, just, oh, we had to sit on the runway and everything. And he said, then what happened? Did you fly? <laughs> Did you sit in a chair and fly through the sky and then land on tires that you couldn't even figure out how to put air in? <laughs> You know, that, that we, we don't pay attention to the... What was the other line I liked so much that he said about phones? We complain about our phones. Oh, it takes so long. And he said, give it a second. It's got to go to outer space and then come to the other phone. <laughs> and, and, and we're upset because we have to wait a few seconds. And I'm so glad I could listen to that and repeat that because I haven't been upset that way in a while. 
You know, if I'm in traffic, I'm in traffic. I don't like it. Don't ask me to like the traffic. But I'll still sometimes say, thank you, God, for this traffic. And then I'll sit and I'll be pleasant about it rather than mad at everybody. And, oh, I'm so important. I've got to get there now. If I had to get there now, I should have left earlier. And so to pay attention to all that, the power that we have within us to create joy, and it's the same exact power we can use to create misery. There's no different. Power is power. We have the power to create wellness and the power to create sickness. We have the power to create love and uh, we have the power to... There is no... Is there an opposite to love? I guess fear. Uh, we have the power to create fear. And so to realize that I am powerful. Because God is power, I am powerful. You hear that? Because God is power, I am powerful. Could we say it together? Because God is power, I am powerful. Oh, that's so good. Let's hear it again. Because God is power, I am powerful. And of course, one more time. Because God is power, I am powerful. Full of power. See? See how that works. So anyway, she, um, she, she, you've forgotten her name already, haven't you? Annie Ricks Mellitz. Um, she, she joined the owner of a metaphysical bookstore in San Francisco owned by a Mrs. Gorey. And the store gave Millitz the opportunity to read a wide variety of spiritual books that left her with the appreciation of the diverse pathways to spiritual development. The bookstore grew from a one-room shop to eventually take over an entire building. How about that? One-room shop to an entire building. We're having troubles finding a place on the ground floor for our church with enough parking. What's up with that? We're so powerful, and we have not yet manifested the space we want. And it's... We're not paying attention. We're just not paying attention, but excuse my spit. Um, they eventually, you know, this, her, she was starting up kind of a movement and, uh, with the, the building and the, everything that went on and she called it the home of truth. I like that. The home of truth. And she stayed there for three years until Emma Curtis Hopkins called her to teach with her in Chicago. And then she left Chicago three years later and, uh, she started another home of truth in Los Angeles. And it was there she started a publication of a successful magazine, and the magazine was called Mastermind. And uh, that, that magazine is no longer in print. It, it, it died out with her. It, they, somebody, they tried to keep it afterward. But Mrs. Millitz, she traveled internationally and all over the place, and, and the, her message was this, that God is good all in all, the only power and intelligence. God is the only power and intelligence. There can therefore be no reality, no truth, power, or intelligence in materiality, sin, evil, sickness, poverty, sorrow, or death. I'll say it again. That God is the good, excuse me, the God the good all, is all in all the only power intelligence. Let's take it from that. God the good is the only power and intelligence. 
There is no other power and intelligence besides God the good. So therefore, there could be no reality, no truth, power, or intelligence in materiality, in sin, in evil, in sickness, in poverty, in sorrow, or death. Why? Because those are temporary situations based on temporary thoughts. You know, all the stuff I think, how many things do I want to buy that I think, I just, I won't be satisfied if I don't buy that and buy it now. That's why Amazon exists, for me to buy it now so that I can be satisfied unless it is late. <laughs> and when it is past the two-day point, I'm unsatisfied. Can't believe they don't live up to their guarantee. Can't believe I didn't get this in two days. Ah, oh, stupid Amazon. <laughs> Amazon has ruined my life. Amazon has ruined every store in the world. Amazon, it's a terrible, evil place, except there is no reality in evil. So I guess it's not a terrible, evil place. In our politics, they're terrible people. They're evil, except there is no reality in evil. So therefore, there's no reality in what I'm thinking about these politicians. There is no intelligence in our politicians. <laughs> All of them. <laughs> Across the board, there is no intelligence. No, there is no reality, power, truth, or intelligence in all the stuff I don't like. But imagine I get hold of some sickness. I get something in my body. I get a bug, whatever. And I say, wait a minute. There is no truth, power, or intelligence in sickness. There is no truth, power, or intelligence in sickness. There is no truth, power, or intelligence in sickness. To let that be your denial, something, even if that's a cold, even if it's cancer, whatever, there is no truth, power, or substance in sickness. Let that be your denial. So then what would the affirmation be? The good of God is, the, God the good is in all. God the good is in all. I don't have to intellectually understand these things. I don't have to intellectually explain them. But what I think of them as being the truth for me, that God the good is in all. And so therefore, there is no intelligence. There is no reality. There is no truth in sickness. There is no truth in what we call sin, which is missing the mark. There is no truth in what is not true. Hence, Course in Miracles line, only the truth is true. Only the truth is true, so anything that's not truth is not true. So let me not behave. Not, let me not use my thought as mind action to convince myself that what is not true is true. Let me not do that today. Let me try to not convince myself that what I see in the streets, that what I hear on the news, what I read on any news station, that there could be truth in that. It's all opinion. It's all really an entertainment when it comes down to it. I mean, let's face it, that's why horror movies are so popular. 
And the news has picked up on that and found a way to create a horror movie <laughs> to entertain us. Not, and I won't say any one particular news station. I'm not. Let's go across the board. It's a way to shock the people into the system so that they can watch more. And when they watch more, they see more advertisements. You know, so it's commercialism. And if I stay on your station, then I will watch your advertisements. If I stay on this station, then I will watch these advertisements. And I will do that. And I will convince myself. I, uh, there, there are people who have read fictional books as if they are nonfiction. And uh, said, well, no, this happened. Well, no, it didn't. Uh, that was a fictional writer who wrote that. Oh, no, no, it no, read, look, it says fiction on the, on the book binding. And, and it's, we have to pay attention. And then we'll get together and we'll repeat these stories as if they are true. Because we want to create our own horror show. And, uh, and see, have you ever been the one that wanted to be the first to tell everybody that somebody in your family died? Because of the rush, I have, I, not lately, I don't have any family left, but that's beside the point. But I, uh, I remember as a kid, oh, I can't wait. I'll be calling Peg and tell her about that Marguerite, that she, Marguerite died. There's a rush in the system that goes through when you get to be the one, or am I, can't, am I the only one? <laughs> Nobody's nodding their head. I am the only one that gets a rush through my system to spread bad news, <laughs> to spread horrifying news upsetting news am i the only one it's fine it's fine if i am now you know more about me and to look at that oh oh okay so we'll move we'll on then fine 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 thank you thank you this poor woman in the back understands what not about spreading the news of death i just can relate about spreading bad news well, it's whatever, you know, it's, it doesn't have to be death, but that, that often put the biggest shock in the system. Uh, you know, but it can also be that, so, who'd you hear, Uncle, Uncle, somebody went to jail? Oh, did you hear this? Oh, did you hear that? Yeah, there, now you, now you can identify. <laughs> Annie Ricks Millets was a key figure in early unity years, in the formative years of unity. Uh, she, she was ordained with the Fillmore's at the Theological Seminary. And then in 1893, Unity published an article by Millitz called The Manifestation of God Through Judas Iscariot, uh, which spoke of Judas as the metaphysical name for the same generative center that Charles Fillmore would later refer to as one of the 12 powers, because Judas is named after life. It's the life power. Uh, and uh, there's more to Judas than what? many of us understand or have researched but there's a lot more going on for about the, he wasn't just the betrayer there's a lot more and i suggest you read up on that so uh it, there was a long intellectual relationship between her and Fillmore, and, and uh other books by millets followed including the renewal of the body a piece on regeneration of the body and a long series of Bible lessons, which were expanded. She, you can find it online. She did a whole interpretation of the Sermon on the Mount, the Sermon on the Mount as well. Now, there's a lot of people back. She did it before Emmett Fox, 
and you can find it at Truth Unity a whole. She explains all of the Sermon on the Mount according to her spiritual understanding. Uh, and there, there's so, so many wonderful things out there. Now, there's just a few quotes of hers. Thought is mind in motion. And every activity upon this earth began as a secret thought. Every activity on earth began as a secret thought. What if that secret thought was, I'd like to get around faster. And that's what led to the cars we have today and the airplanes we have today. But there was just that secret thought, because there's some people with secret thoughts like, oh, how arrogant of me to want that when everybody else is walking. But then that secret thought became something that everyone could benefit from if they so chose. And now it's a matter of somebody wants to walk, it's their privilege to walk. It's not because we are evil for wanting to ride around in our cars. You know, it's way back before uh, cars became a status symbol. All the different kinds of cars. Can you imagine when the wheel was invented? That that was the beginning of how many different brands of automobiles and a judgment around automobiles and, oh, you have that car, oh, you have that car. You know, all that stuff, your car's in what year? Oh, <laughs> BC. <laughs> uh, and, and, and so the things, that divine idea, that invention of the wheel, which did change everything in society, but, but to, to look at that and say, hmm, oh, that was the beginning of this. And that was the beginning of this, and it was just because somebody they're sitting alone and they're, they're verbose in a retreat and they have this idea. <laughs> and from that sprung so many other ideas, positive and negative. She goes, this other quote is, your powers of believing are exercised in three ways, by thinking, by speaking, by doing. Thought is the causative power. Words and deeds are the fruit of your thinking. Keep the thoughts upon believing in the good, and your words and deeds will conform to your thoughts. My understanding. The power still resides in me with what to do with my thoughts. So if my thoughts are carrying around resentments, my thoughts, then that's what how I manifest through is resentment and some would say I don't know how to get rid of these and it's like of course you do but it's horrifying too because that means they get away with it if I don't have my resentments who will I be if I don't have have what bothers me what I know is wrong about life then who will I be because I don't know what's right about life at least with wrong I can be secure in knowing what's wrong. I got a lot of attention as a child by knowing what was wrong in our neighborhood. As long as I didn't know what was wrong with any given family member who was in the room, people were interested. If I knew what was wrong about you here standing before me in a room, both well, interest, <laughs> the, the, the shade went down. But if I knew what was wrong with the neighbor, they were interested. And, and so, but I wasn't smarter. I wasn't brighter, but I got attention. And so you see, I didn't get attention for being a happy child. When I was happy, there wasn't a lot of interest. But when I 
could join in in the misery, I, I, uh, they listened. It's an odd thing. And one day I said, I don't want to keep doing this. And I still battle it to this day. I don't really want the attention I get to be based on uh, bad news. I want the attention I get to be placed on being willing to pass on the good news, whether people are comfortable with it or not. And so it's it's still a challenge to this day on how I how I do that, and because some days you just uh, uh, shut up, Sean, shut up, Sean, shut up, Sean. You're not going to spread uh, the wealth of uh, of God by passing along this news. And I want to pass along the wealth of God. Overall, I was told that was my purpose. But keep keep the thoughts upon believing in the good. And your words and deeds will conform to your thoughts. And finally, the simple utterance of thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. And Charles Fillmore prayed that way. Those were his words as well. Our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will is done in earth as it is in heaven. What is the earth? It's the body. In earth in earth so thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven meaning in my highest consciousness let the good of god be done in my body in my being as it is done in my super conscious mind let it all happen at the same time continue that faithfully from day to day will cleanse us from every unheavenly thought I like that unheavenly thought, and bring forward that one in us who is the everlasting habitant of the divine regions. And so, let's let our thoughts as mind in action raise us up into why we come to unity. Raise our mind and our body and our words up to why we climb these steps, to why we look at our website, to why we read the newsletter, to why we pick up these new thought books. Let us use our mind and thoughts to raise us up, raise ourselves, and then invite everyone along so that we can uh, not think too much, as Kenneth's saying, but think rightly to be happy, to be joyous, to be free. Let's consider it. Thank you.